Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. Ooh, baby, we're back. It's the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson, and I'm with Luke. Hello. You all right, mate? How come I don't get a second name? Happy Thursday, mate. Cheers, brother. Happy Thursday. Cheers, mate. Have you been all right? Not bad. What's been going on? Um, just, uh, I'm, I'm trying to avoid uh, mocking a criminal's hair. Oh, I saw that. I saw no something second. about that, yeah. Um, Gwent police warned people mocking uh, a wanted man's hair. Uh, police in South Wales have warned people who've mocked the hairstyle of a wanted drug dealer that they could find themselves facing prosecution. Mm. Um, a mugshot Why? of the um, Newport-based drug dealer um, was published by police on Facebook after he breached his license conditions. Uh, conditions. Uh, it uh, prompted hundreds of jokes, puns and memes among the nearly 90,000 comments left on the Gwent Police Blimey. Facebook post. Uh, police said uh, offensive comments could leave people facing action. Yeah, I'm not sure that necessarily needs to happen. Well, seen his hair? Oh is yeah, he looks... Mo- um... Is that mockable? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Mm. It's a bit, bit cruel, I suppose. It's a bit crusty. The clown is what it is. I speak a lot about your hair, don't I? Yeah. Got the old uh, Richard Spence. So it's at the moment, it's more in, of a Jack Grealish, isn't it? It's all going in the uh, book. All going in the book. Didn't all use a hair, hair uh, dryer today. Do you use a hair dryer to no. dry your hair? No. I don't do anything. Like a bit too volume. Well, it anything. just comes out like that? Yeah. Wow. I just get out of the that shower. Curly. Dry it with a bit of a towel. <laughs> maybe push a brush through it. And that's it. <laughs> I remember um, when we were in Johannesburg for the Football Rumble trip to the World Cup. Mm. Uh, in which we saw no welcome games live for some reason. Got pissed though. Got pissed. Oh, didn't we just? Didn't we yeah. just? Um, uh, underneath the um, bed that we were both sleeping in together, we had to share you. a bed because we had no money at the time. Yeah, we still don't. We probably we'd, have. No, we'd probably do it out of choice now, wouldn't we? <laughs> just to, just to keep the, the home fires burning. Um, yeah. The uh, I found like a little. It was like a little like a curling tong, I suppose you'd call it. It was a tiny little hair dryer that was in a tube and you'd put it through your hair and it would make your hair like really voluminous, voluminous and, yeah. uh, and, and curly. Uh, and I used that for a good six months afterwards and nobody sort of said, Peter, stop this. You look <laughs> fucking ridiculous. 
<laughs> I don't even think I noticed. No, it, it, it was it was at a time where I was actually photographed by uh, De Montfort University. For oh, their, I uh, love that photo that of you. Yeah. It's one of my photo, photos of you. It went yeah. on bus shelters and everything, didn't it? Yeah, it did go on bus shelters. In my, in, my, in my line of trade, image is everything or something. Yeah, I'll let And then you were dressed there. like an absolute In my pervert. business, presentation is everything. And I'm wearing an old... I'm wearing like sort of kinky boots, black skinny leather, leathers, skinny leathers, skinny uh, jeans, jeans yeah. and uh, and a long shirt. And my, my hair is ridiculous. You can't zoom in with your fingers, Pete. That's a laptop. <sighs> I, t- I could have a I could have a touch based uh, laptop. Yeah, I remember I us uh, sharing a bed for mm. seven nights in a row. Yeah, is that how right. we ever got away with that? Really? What do you mean? Because well, our, our, our routines are quite different. You're aren't very. Um, you made it very clear that uh, you went on for quite some time, sort of saying, "I will need my own space. I will need my own time." And then, for some reason, you agreed to sleep with me. Yeah. Foolish. I remember walking Foolish. in on you in the bath as well at one point. All right. Okay. I yeah. took a photo. That's all right. Yeah, I took a photo. One for the, one for the folder. We've actually that, that was nine years ago. Now we we're in Jesus. South Africa. Yeah, a long time ago now. Good times. Um, Good times. What else have you been up to this week? Much going on. Um, I've recovered not, from your weekend. Away listen, yet? I've not. I've not been mocking the Gwent-based drug dealer. That's, that's Nor should main, you be. I know you definitely got drunk at the weekend because you sent quite a few um, ill-advised WhatsApps and what then tried mean? then tried to style it out saying that I'm not drunk. I'm in bed. I, no, I was like, in bed. Yeah, that you, was the Friday. You, you, you can still be drunk in bed. You found this very, uh, you found this weirdly objectionable that I said that dogs are angels. No, I said that I said that dogs are probably angels. Yeah, and you said, "Oh, I'd a drink, have we?" And I'm like, "I'd say that if I was sober, mate." I dogs thought... are angels. If God exists, dogs are angels. Let's put it to bed now. Had right. you had a drink or not? Oh, I'd had a few, yeah. but, <laughs> but I'd stopped at midnight, which is very early for me. I saw an amazing to, to, to change the subject completely. I saw an amazing bit of footage um, this week of a dolphin mm-hmm. juggling with a jellyfish. You seen it? No. What, it was throwing... It's absolutely insane. It was... <coughs> Bless me. you. It was chucking around a, a jellyfish. No, I'll show you. Look, check it out. Was it singing jelly on a fish? See that? Oh, yeah! Flicking it up in the air. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? That's cruel. It's in Dolphins the, are little shits, aren't they? In really? the harbour in Denmark. Yeah. I don't really know if a jellyfish has got any capacity to feel any kind of emotion or anything anyway, so... People say we should eat them. They're very watery, but we should eat them, apparently. Um, what, do they, what do they benefit? What's the benefit? Well, there's just too much of them. There's too many of them. They're, they're, they're actually a bit of a blight on the sea in certain parts of the world. There's just too Are many they? jellyfish. We should, we should uh, by rights, be eating jellyfish. I think jellyfish salad is the thing, maybe with noodles. You, I mean, is this coming from the Japanese? I think it's Koreans. I think the Koreans um, are saying they should do it. Peter, you're a fan of the uh, environment, aren't you? You yeah, like, you I'm think it's right. important. I take a lot from it. How do you, <laughs> without putting anything back? Yeah. How do you how do you rate the importance of the environment to your life out of ten? Um well, I live right in the centre of town, so I don't see a lot of it. No. But I appreciate the carbon dioxide uh, processing power it has. You're also a fan of the Brazilian president Jair Bolsonaro as well, aren't you? Yeah, big fan. I, yeah. I like what he says about minorities. <laughs> so when these two things come together, yeah. uh and in the in um in the face of huge deforestation mm. uh, that he, he has... Care, does he? No. He's you know what he said to, to help protect the environment, what people should do? What? Have a little guess what he said. Um, wear fewer clothes? I don't know. He said, only ever shit every other day. <laughs> oh, well, that, I'm right up that street then, aren't I? People should only poo every other day mm. uh, and that will stop the... Uh, <laughs> has he gone straight for the toilet <laughs> that, roll that idea? Will, that will stop... A football pitch sized of Amazonian rainforest being destroyed every minute. Right, okay. Uh, which is apparently is the current statistic. Uh, <laughs> and save the environment. And you you'd be you'd be right in favour because you've got the haircut, you've got the right wing haircut. Right. And you've also you can't go for a poo. I think he's even more right wing than most um alt writers, I'd say. He's uh, he's an interesting uh 
Travesty. Are you saying that Jair Bolsonaro is a bit too liberal for your taste? Bit too, no, I said he's a bit too right wing. I think he's, he's, he's gone. He's gone so far around. He's back at the the left side again. <laughs> that's how it works. But uh, yeah, he's a, he's an interesting chap, isn't he? I wish he. Uh, I I fear that um, the election of uh, Donald Trump may have um, bolstered the uh, Bolsonaro. The, the, the bolstered the Bolsonaros of this world, so to speak. To yeah, I think you're probably right. Kind of uh, leader, strongmen kind of characters. I think you're probably right, Peter, as well. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I just think that was a quite an, an interesting thing to say. But on the on the um, dolphin juggling thing, mm. is that going to be another thing that people use as an example of how intelligent dolphins are? <laughs> What do you mean? Like, as in, because everyone goes crazy about how intelligent they are. Yeah, they? it's got it's a bit annoying to me, really. I think he, I think they're just is he not just trying to break through the surface of the water and it just happens to be a, a, je- a jellyfish? Well, no, he does it about sixteen times in a row. Oh, so I think right, okay. he, I think he's doing it like you know generally like Pele, the Pele of the <laughs> yeah, that's his name. <laughs> the name is Pele. Um, I haven't been doing much this week, really. I've been um, I've been kind of busy, mm. kind of lots of bits and pieces going on. Um, few we had a few emails in about your uh, weekend in Rotterdam. You got anything further to add? Sadly, what didn't happen, which I always hope happens mm. when you're away for a weekend somewhere, and I get spotted in some unsalubrious part of town. It's Rotterdam behaving it's hardly Amsterdam, is it? Behaving the way that you. But that's the kind of thing that people who went to Rotterdam would say, though, isn't it? Oh, if, not... I go to, if I go to Rotterdam, I can just say, oh, yeah, but it's plausible. Not Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no one emailed saying they actually saw you or anything like that, which is very sad. Mm. It's a shame, really. But um, no, yeah, I, I've, I haven't I haven't seen much about. There was about a there was a Ramble um, fan who said hello on the street, and as I was sort of saying hello and shaking his hand. Who's the block out of um, Fantastic? Is it Fantastic Creatures? Whatever that Harry Potter thing was. He was also um, he also played um, um, Stephen Hawking in a in a thing. Oh, it's uh, Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne he looked absolutely amazing as a woman in um, the other girl. That's right. Yeah, Eddie yeah. Redmayne was coming towards us both, and I was thinking. This guy has mugged himself right off here by wanting to get a picture and say hello. Oh, so you got me. spotted by a ramble listener? And Eddie Redman was was basically next to us in the <laughs> in the face of Eddie Redman. Yeah, Eddie Redman must have been like, "I gotta get me a podcast. I gotta get me the, into the podcast game." Does he speak like that? Yeah, big time. He speaks any way you want. I'm in Soho. He's a good actor. He speaks <laughs> any way you want. He's a really yeah. good actor. Very weird. Is it, and is that the most? Um, the most famous person you've seen down your street recently? Um, I saw Doc, Mr. Robot a little while ago, didn't I? Oh, you always talk about him, though. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You do see you do see people on my street. Quite Have you ever lot. had like a really awkward experience, either working or out in the street with a with a celebrity? What do you mean, like as in? Wasn't you done something wrong, or you messed something up, or in the street? <laughs> no, because I, I saw Pete Doherty in the street once. Yes, and was uh, he drinking a big milkshake and eating a massive breakfast? No, it was about. It was when he was still on the heroin. Right. It was about six thirty in the morning. I had like a, I had a breakfast meeting, and I was working at Capital at the time. Mm. I was in there really early. I, no, it wasn't a breakfast meeting. I was working on the breakfast show at that point right. at Capital on sponsorship mm. promotions and stuff. And it was about two thousand and four, five. Mm. Must have been five, probably. And I was kind of I, I liked the Libertines at the time, and I was into it. So I, and there was no one around. Mm. And he's he's really tall and obviously very identifiable. Oh, yeah, you forget he's quite tall. He's really tall. Yeah. And I went over there and shook his hand. And um, said, "All right, Pete, how you doing?" He didn't know what was going on, and um, I just thought it'd be—I I didn't want to. At that point in my life, I didn't want to not sort of say hello. Yeah, I shook his hand and looked at my hand, and his hands were so dirty, it was like they'd been in the in the charcoal, and and then my <laughs> hands were dirty just from touching his hands. Oh, yeah, lovely! It wasn't great. It <laughs> I got was a lot not of ti- great. I got a lot of time for that. He was honestly so dirty. <laughs> what was he doing, Leicester Square then? No, it wasn't. It was. Um, it was. It was not far from where you live. It was on one of those uh, roads in Soho. I, I was walking through Soho to go to work. 
Yeah, so, uh, but that's not really Dr- particularly awkward. Drug abuse looks and sounds exhausting, Luke. Yes. Absolutely exhausting. I completely agree. Mm. But you've never had like an awkward moment when you've been interviewing someone? No, I've always, I've always, I've, I'd brought up Kurt Cobain to um, Billy Corgan before. and um, What did he say? Uh, he just, he sort of blanked me because I went, oh, he was talking about radio um, shows and he's going, ah, oh, I used to make little tapes of me on the radio. <laughs> Like pretending yeah. I was on the radio, little tapes of me and stuff. And I was like, oh, they just found Kurt Cobain's uh, footage of like old tapes of him doing that, like cutting up bits of audio and stuff. Yeah. And he went, mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, did he? Anyway. Uh, were they friends was, or whatever? I, th- I think they were mortal. Or oh, because of Courtney enemies. Love? Yeah. Okay, Cause right. Because that, that caper. Right. So yeah, I didn't, I, didn't realize, I didn't realize that Billy O'Corgan had written or co-written certainly Malibu and um, the other song off the whole album that everyone remembers quite fondly. Celebrity Skin. Oh, is that he really? I didn't know that. I didn't realise he'd uh, co-written it or written it. I didn't know that either. Amazing. I, know, I heard stories of him being absolutely insane on uh, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, like mm. staying there like 40 hours straight recording like 100 different guitar parts for each song and stuff. <laughs> and he just, people would be playing the bass and they just grab the bass and yeah. go, now, play it like this. Yeah. But I think a lot of um I think the, I think the effort like pays that. off. I, th- I, I, heard, I, heard a, I also heard a um, story that Julian Casablanca's of The Strokes, who mm. can't really play any instruments, would right. sing all the parts to all the instrument, to all the band members and get them to play what he was singing and he kind of directed and constructed the whole album like that. Oh, that's clever. I don't know if that's true or not. I have no, <laughs> I have no idea if that's true or not, but uh, people get upset, all sorts of stuff, don't they? Have you seen that um, Netflix documentary, The Defiant Ones? No. Almost guarantee I haven't. Jimmy Iovine's interesting. Right. He's a producer for Springsteen and that kind of mm. stuff. He's the business partner of Dr. Dre now. Okay, right. And they created Beats. Mm. together it's, it's, it's interesting it's interesting uh, let's have a break because I've got a really really fucking good email and I don't say that often I promise you stick around because the one after the email after the break is going to be great and we're going to try and make a thing of it so stick around right bang hi everyone Luke here I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I leave I leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peter community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I'd beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light, you dickhead. Huh? How the f*** is it called EasyJet then? If you want to make a point... Shut up, man. Move from yourself. All right, you won't be flying. Forget it. I won't be flying. I wasn't flying in the first place. (laughs) 
<laughs> he was so angry. I love that. It always reminds me of that meal that I have with my dad. I told you about it. My dad's food just didn't turn up. Right. And, we, and we walked out and she went, okay, well, I won't charge you for your meal. My dad went, I haven't had a fucking meal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so someone's got in touch and I'm only going to use their initial A. Right. I don't want to don't want to blow their cover. Okie dokie, baby. Unlike you, Donny. Right. So A is pleased it's me reading the email out and not you. Mm. Um, he says, so he starts off talking about something a little bit different, but um, you, you're like this. Speaking of medical never events and the guy who was circumcised in episode mm. 192, my mother was due to have her appendix out. Right. During the pre-op assessment, her surgeon came in, picked up her chart at the end of the bed and promptly said, so Mrs. Jones, has the doctor been through the after effects of a hysterectomy? And my mother immediately panicked and said, no, no, I'm here for an appendectomy. Yeah. Thank God my mum was a woman of science and knew what a hysterectomy is. For those listeners who aren't au fait with it, a hysterectomy is where they remove the womb. So it could have been mm. a huge yeah. deal. Terrible. So they, they luckily caught out there. Um, right. And he said, um, also in the episode, Pete said, I'd need more than £20,000 for my foreskin, which opens the question of how much would Pete want for his foreskin? Answer now, please. What? I turned down £20,000? Yeah, that's what he said. I can't remember what he said. I'd, I mean, yeah, I'd, twenty grand. Yeah. 21 grand? 30. <laughs> okay, 30 grand. Fair. Anyone wants it? There you go. Put your money and, where my penis is. And what would you charge for other body parts, Pete? Like your ear. What would you lose for £20,000? Oh, ear. Now that would be difficult, that one, wouldn't it? Um, so there was a guy I used to work with at a supermarket. I do wear spectacles, so they are very important to me. You could probably get another one built with the money. What's the point? Imagine <laughs> <laughs> you got a room for 20 grand and it cost 20 grand exactly to get a prosthetic one for. But there was a guy who claimed that, um, at Safeway where I used to work and he never, he never showed me, mm. but he claimed that he'd had his little toe cut off and, and re-stitched back on right. um, for like 20 grand or something at university. Oh, what, they removed it and then put it back on? Yeah, and that's why and he's now he's walk, working at Safeway. That's why he walked a bit funny. I don't no, know if it's true or not. But people used to talk, there was always talk of going and doing medical stuff. For well, money. like selling, yeah, I mean, it's not, that's not medical stuff. That's just, you know, you've got a bloke with a knife and just get reattached. Disgusting. No, but disgusting. it was a medical experiment, I think, to, to, to see how easy it was to do it. This is what? back in the 90s. No, why would you just not do that on someone who, oh, that doesn't make any sense. No. Mind you, he is working in Safeway, so. What's wrong with working in Safeway? Well, it doesn't exist now, so. True, actually, it's Morrison. <laughs> um, I know that um, apparently um, Axel Rose slash and Izzy Stradlin hmm. signed up to do a medical experiment of the effects of non-stop smoking to finance um, the band for a bit. <laughs> I mean, they do it anyway. Slash. I don't imagine that was much of a change for Slash. <laughs> but yeah. Apparently, literally, it's in. I think it's in Slash's autobiography, which is an amazing read. Apparently, they just just constantly smoke until they couldn't do it anymore. Good lord! Yeah, what a terrible day that would be. They're all still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I like so, I like guitarists who put who put their cigarettes on a little guitar yeah, on the guitar string. The old, the old nice. Um, so that that's that's for that part of the email. I know mm. you're probably listening, thinking, "Well, what's so special about that?" Nothing. But this is uh, is I think interesting. P.S. If needed, I can be Luke and Pete Show's Brexit correspondent mm. as I currently work inside the department for leaving the EU. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Listen, A, send us the good stuff. <laughs> send us the stuff from the front line, you unfiltered. Julian, you can now be our Julian Assange there. Yeah, you can be our Julian Assange. Mm. We will not um, relay the information with any political spin on it whatsoever. I might. <laughs> I will not do it. <laughs> Tell us how it's going, exactly what's going on, and people who listen to this show can get under the fingernails, behind the scenes, we'll mm. never blow your cover. Under the foreskin. Send us the information to hello at lukeandpeacher.com uh, or to my email address if you want me to read it. <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll keep people abreast of it. How exciting is that, Pete? Yeah, my mate works in a part of, I think it's like renewable energy 
inside uh, the civil service. And, uh, oh, it's, oh, dear. They are very much preparing for a no-deal Brexit, as oh, you'd imagine. Well, yeah, they have so, to be, right? Yeah, they have to be. And also, they're just um, all of like, um, everything's going to be fine. Uh, the talking points of uh, Mr. Boris Johnson, uh, such as he is, uh, is just been, that's policy now. That's whatever comes out of that man's mouth is now policy. What you need to do is understand two things. Yeah. Brexit means Brexit. Yeah. And two, you need to be optimistic to make this work. Get him out. Get him out. You need to be optimistic. Get, get rid of them all. Not your balls. Get rid- <laughs> Not your foreskin. <laughs> Peter, it's- you need to be more optimistic and this is not going to work, I know, it's Project work, Fear, right? isn't it? It is Project Fear. Project Fear. Whatever happened to Project Fear? Yeah, exactly. Can we have Project Fear too, please? I was quite enjoying it. This time it's one. personal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what email have you got there, Peter? Uh, I got from Liam. Hello, Liam. I mean, I half read this one. It's probably going to be all right, though. Oh, um, for goodness sake. As a big fan of all your podcasts, I've often been uh, disappointed that... Uh, it's like your leg. How tall are you? I'm Jesus just having a little Christ. stretch out, mate. Good Lord. Just having a little stretchy. I've often been disappointed that a, uh, as a boring, miserable man in his late 20s, I've never had any interesting or grim stories to tell. This changed, however, after a conversation I had with my dad on the way to football one day as an electrician. Dad has many friends who have a trade, and thus the conversations he has on a daily basis are very different to the ones I experienced in my working life as a teacher. On this particular occasion, he was telling me about his friend who was simply known as C.D. Shane. Um, I don't CD feel, Shane. Yeah, I don't feel like I need to introduce you to Shady, CD Shane because his uh, name speaks for itself. Uh, one particularly disturbing CD Shane story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, involved his regular staying over at hotels where no doubt several questionable acts took place. It was during an everyday conversation as my dad was making his morning brew uh, that Shane approached him and began to ask about whether dad had made a cup of tea in his hotel room that morning. This line of questioning heightened my dad's curiosity as to where Shane was going with his story and begrudgingly asked Shane as to why he was so interested. Shane uh, and his answer would prove to be a very important life lesson uh, and one which I feel is my duty to let your good listeners know it turns out that members of uh, Shane's community in inverted commas uh, including uh, Shane himself upon leaving and checking out of a hotel room would ceremoniously ejaculate into the kettle as a parting gift to the next guest one that is horrendous Great performance, Unacceptable. Though. Great performance. Two, have we not heard of people doing this before on this show? Poopies. I think we'd heard of poopies being There was a kettle popped. involved. Yeah, in the kettle, in the hotel kettle. This is, is, this a sub, is this like a subculture? It seems to a be a thing, A kettle obsessed yeah. subculture? Yeah, it just, you know... Because yeah. I've made many a cup of tea in a hotel kettle, and now I wish I hadn't. A lot of... Um, there's like rice cookers in a lot of Airbnbs in like the Far East. So like, I mean, I, you could get a good... You get a bit of everything in there, couldn't you? What's a rice cooker? What do you mean? It's just like a big pan, but it's electric. It's like a big kettle that's like all self-contained and you can just cook rice in it. Right. I bought one once when I was, uh, um, when I went congee wild. Voltage problem again? No, bought it here. Yeah, $12. It's pretty cheap. Yeah, pretty cheap. I bought a brilliant um, money box for my niece for Christmas. A little pig in a nappy? No, it's a... a ceramic um, pig? You put the coin on top of the box Mm. and the box opens and a little cat's paw come out and pulls it in. That's brilliant. There's a it's nice uh, Spirited Away. I mean, is it Spirited Away with the spooky ghost thing? I haven't seen I it. I don't watch a lot of anime, but like, yeah, it's a similar sort of thing. There's, there's many deviations. I like it a lot, though. I think it started off as a skeleton. Skeleton would come and grab your money. Right, you okay. Oh, you why would people be doing that into kettles, though? I don't really get it. Why would it? I mean, you, couldn't, you could do that with the cat. Put a little bit in front and the cat and just grab it. Going, that's mine. Oh, that's my donation. That's that is dirty. Proper sperm it? bank. We don't endorse that kind of behaviour here. No, don't do it, guys. Um, here's an email from Fred who says, "Hi guys, your chat about the talking clock man mm. made me remember how gullible I was as a child. <laughs> my brother convinced me that the talking clock man was a real man." who had to sit in the room every day of the year telling people the time. <laughs> he convinced me he was also a man who never grew tired, so never needed sleep and spent the whole time sitting on the toilet. 
I believed this so much that I rang him to ask if he does sit on the toilet, but he never answered my questions as he was too busy telling me the time. <laughs> but after I hung up, he rang me straight back. Well, he didn't actually ring me back, but it was my brother, very committed to the joke. <laughs> and we had a very nice conversation about his little room with only a toilet for a seat. I believed all of this for quite a long time. <laughs> so with that said, do any other listeners have any stories of being extremely gullible when growing up? All the best, Fred. That's adorable. That you, is adorable. Do you have anything like that, Pete? I was sort of growing up, I remember um, seeing on, it was like some kind of pebble mill kind of thing that this juggler came on and did some juggling mm. uh, and said, and in the voiceover it said that he's done over 13,000 um, he's doing it like it was something ridiculous, like thirteen thousand or four thousand um, performances of his juggling. Because um, he was quite an old, he was an older guy, mm. and uh, I thought that they meant that he was like four thousand years old. And so for ages, I thought that people could legitimately be four thousand years old because this juggler had came on. That's something I'd misheard on Pebble Mill all those years ago. <laughs> Did you ever ask your parents about it? No, it's not important. I know right. what's important. I remember I remember a, a woman who, I, I may have said this to you before, Pete, I remember a woman, it wasn't actually that long ago, who was completely surprised to hear that the sun and the moon weren't the same thing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think you've mentioned this confusing lady. But, I mean, if you're not really someone who's interested in science and you didn't pay attention at school and you never really read any newspapers mm. or listened to anything on the TV or spoke to any other human being ever <laughs> you could labour under that mistake mm. and it would be labour it would be labour wouldn't <laughs> yeah, it for quite a long time <laughs> but I wondered if she was just sort of putting it on mm. but then she had some opinions about some other stuff which I thought no you probably do believe it <laughs> so that's not quite in the same wheelhouse no. because it's older I, I can't think of anything like that when I was a kid I used to, I used to say stuff my, my granddad said to me once uh, that I because I, I was come back from, from school one day full of the joys of spring. We had learned about the sun mm. and how massive it was. Yeah. And my granddad saying to me, no, it's not that big. Look, because I can cover it up with my thumb. Look how small it is. And I didn't really have the idea of perception and yeah, depth yeah, of field and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that is funny. But at the same time, if I go back to school and say that, I'm probably going to get bullied <laughs> for being stupid. But I don't think I really... Don't get involved. We, we, we all used to believe like local urban myths about... Mm. Because one of the things, I don't know if you had it where you grew up, but where we grew up, obviously I grew up in a strategically very important city in the, in the Second World War. Mm. And there were there were air raid shelters everywhere. Did you yeah. have them? We had, yeah, we had quite a few because we were shipbuilding. Yeah. And and basically they they descended into, I think, places just for old blokes to go and read porn magazines. <laughs> but, they, but the thing that's surprising to me looking back on it now is they were just left completely de- derelict. Yeah, but so the door would be, be there, yeah, the windows would be, be, you could you'd walk think it'd in be locked. You'd think it'd be like... Um locked up wouldn't you you'd think it'd be like yeah and there's all sorts of rumours about they'd be haunted and all the rest of it and we used to go to this place near where we lived called Monk's Walk mm. which was like this kind of forested area but it was a bit run down and on one side of it was the was like an inlet from Portsmouth Harbour basically mm. and the other side of it was this um, was this weirdly this army assault course <laughs> called uh, what was it called I can't remember what it's called now but the guy who ran it used to let you go on it he shouldn't be doing that. He shouldn't have been doing he that. Be doing he that. should not he have been doing, be doing that, that. yeah. Uh, and, but Lord anyway, man. in the middle of it was all forested, but there was a load of these air raid shelters there. But it became quite a big thing for us at school to be brave enough to go to Monk's Walk <laughs> after dark. Just these deserted places that have just been left. Yeah, because there would be like air raid shelters, <laughs> porn mags, um, the, 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 the physical training, army physical training assault course. <laughs> he used to let us go on it, like completely unsupervised. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not great, but it was, it was the 80s, 90s. Speaking so. of, uh, speaking of uh, dereliction of duty and also think, do you see that um, Ninja, the big streamer, who's obviously the most famous streamer in the world, he does a lot yeah. of Fortnite, he's moved from Switch to um, 
to sorry Twitch Twitch, Twitch, yeah, yeah. Twitch to uh, another one run by Microsoft Mixer and uh, this <laughs> Twitch left so basically his um, his his content on the page basically um, he just because he's obviously got the most um, followers and stuff they just put a lot a selection of other people. Um, that you could follow because obviously he's not going to be on the so recommended yeah so recommended the yeah, so recommended, follow, recommended yeah. uh, videos and streams that you might like yeah uh, but um, one of the uh, one of the top listed streamers on his page featured just porn just somebody streaming porn wow Is that, <laughs> can you even stream porn on Twitch isn't it no you get banned immediately but because uh, it's for under it's for kids right. No, it's for everyone, but you can have spicy content, but you can't just be rebroadcasting pornography. Remember that when that kid um, rebroadcast a UFC fight and he pretended it was a video game by just holding being a in controller. Shot, holding a controller. <laughs> I've got a lot of time for that. That's, That's very enjoyable. All right, Pete, let's get out of it. That's yeah. probably about enough for now. Um, it's very hot in here, isn't it? Have a nice weekend, everybody. Um, mm. We'll see you back next week. If you've got anything you want to get off your chest, it's yeah. hello at lukeandpeach.com. If you want to be a mole at like a really interesting government department mm. or some company or something good, mm. let's do it. Yeah. Email us in. We won't, people will definitely not talk about your name. No. It's hello at lukeandpeach.com. We'll see you next time. Stay frosty. I will sell the information to the Chinese, though. This has been a Stakhanov production. Hi, everyone. Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey! Hey! What are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead.